0: Welcome to Birth Stories in Color, a podcast-creating community for people of color to share and learn from birth stories of all types. We're your hosts, Laurel Gurrier and Danielle Jackson. Today's episode features Anique and Ali Russell, founders of Two Good Eats, created from their passion for frozen treats and healthier snacking. They are also the proud parents of Two Little Ones, and today we will get to hear the birth story of their daughter and their business. So... Hello, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi Ollie. Hi. Good. How are you? Good, good. Good. Awesome. It is so good to see you. Good to see you. Yes.
1: All right. There you
2: go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. <the long> <laughs> right. Now can you start by telling a little bit about yourself and your family?
3: Yes. Uh, so I am originally from Cleveland, Ohio, and my husband Ali, he is from Columbus, so right here. Uh, we met at Central State University, uh, so we graduated in 2014, and we had our son, little Ali, literally in our senior year. So our graduating, uh, our senior year of uh, at Central. Uh, so little Ali was born. Uh, when I was 22. And fast forward, um, went out into to start our careers. Uh, My background is in education. Uh, Ali's background is in environmental engineering. So we went out to start our careers with this newborn baby. Um, Became super passionate about health after seeing so many of my family members just pass away due to chronic health issues. Um, And then fast forward, uh, as a family unit, I Literally decided to stray away from teaching um, just to pursue business, my passion for business. So went to Ohio State, um, finishing up my last month, literally, of graduate school as an MBA student. And literally in that first year, I got pregnant with Isla. And so now we are family of four. And Isla is nine months now. She'll be 10 months next next week. Yeah, next week. It's yeah. a crazy uh, how fast time, how fast things go.
0: Yes, time is crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, it, it really is. And what I can't say about being this whole quarantine, literally, time has been going by really fast. In my opinion, like days are. I feel like I have all of these projects, but I feel like. Goodness, where is my time going? I should have so much time right now. But I guess because our kids are in the home and there's no, like, extra help, that's why time feels so <laughs> short. Yes, because you're being parents while exactly. to manage... am trying to do yeah. everything else. Schoolwork yes. on Zoom. I'm like, it's crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, it is madness right now. <clears throat> so... Um, can you tell us a bit about your pregnancy? Yeah, like
3: absolutely. So I'm going to I'm gonna. So when I got pregnant with Isla, um, I was a bit old, a bit older than. So I'm 28. So I got pregnant with her. Um, t- gave birth to her at 27. Uh, but with little Ali, um, I was only 22 when I gave birth to him, um, and I was, you know, in undergrad. So there was a lot of, it was a lot of differences between the two pregnancies. Um, But I feel as though when I got pregnant with Isla, I had more autonomy. Um, I felt that, I felt more empowered because I already knew, literally. I told my husband, okay, the second time around that we're doing this, I am going to get a doula. I am going to have my vaginal birth that I want. And I'm going to. At first, I said I'm going to have a water birth. I'm going to do this at home. Um, I just made a lot of non-negotiables for myself. Uh, so, when I found out that I was pregnant with her, uh, the I kind of instantly knew because I felt really I felt really nauseated. So that's one of the things that triggers that. Okay, something something's up. And and then I remember I sent my husband a a text. You sent the text of the pregnancy test when he was at work because he worked third shift, and he he was just like, "I was like, huh?" (laughs) He said, "Huh?"
2: Because you (laughs) put (laughs) you
3: because I was I was taking. I think as I was on I was on birth control when I got pregnant with her. Mm. So we were like, "Where is this coming from?" But I was taking a um i was i was taking a a, a medicine that made my birth control inactive um, but I totally forgot about that so <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we're blessed to have Island now. <laughs> Uh, so in the pregnancy, it just, it came out, you know, a bit of surprise. I mean, we wanted to, it's all, it, it was five years, um, since we had little Ali. So we're kind of like, okay, it's, it's kind of time now. We want to grow our family into like maybe four or five. I mean, so, but it was just like, okay, this is my first year of graduate school, but still a blessing. Um, so yeah, I felt really empowered, uh, throughout the pregnancy. I reached out to Root and I got in touch with Jessica cause, um, and then uh, I was just like, okay, I'm pregnant now. I want to use all of the services. Uh, so I got in touch with um, a couple of the doulas, Laurel. Shout out to you. Hi. Uh, so yeah, she was, Laura was assigned to my pregnancy. Uh, and I felt just really good about going to every doctor's appointment. I literally, when I found out I was pregnant, I was very, um, intentional about finding a black doctor. Um so I was able to do that um through Ohio Ohio State's health portal. Uh so I found a black doctor. So I really I felt confident about that. Um and mainly because I just did so much research that said women, you know, did not make it out of childbirth. So, you know, not getting pregnant for six years that kind of made me a little scared, especially because I wanted to have a vaginal birth. And I know the I was very fearful about having another uh, C-section uh, because I knew how painful it was, and it was just really hard for me to heal. And I had um, I had I had baby blues like really bad with my son, and so I was just anticipating all of that to come um, postpartum. So for me, it really wasn't the pregnancy that I was afraid of. Um, I love being pregnant; I, I can't wait to do it again. I was more so worried about my birth experience, and my postpartum. And that's really why I wanted to um, be a part of the Root family.
0: Yeah, um, yay, I wish <laughs> a doula. Um, yes. <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit. <laughs> but I think, <laughs> um, you know, that, that, that definitely brings up a good point. I think the second time around, we have these expectations, third time, whatever, time it is of having children, expectations for what we want. We've kind of gone through the pregnancy, so we know that there might be some shifts, there might be some differences. Um but I guess I I wanna know from Ali kind of, you know, second time around, what were your thoughts about everything and being prepared um this go around and birth on your end?
2: Um I feel like I was just going with the flow, honestly. It was just like, well She's on her, or, well, they're on their way. I thought it was gonna be a boy, but I was, I really didn't, um, it didn't matter to me what I had, but for some reason I just, I just figured I was having a boy, but we were um, just figuring out what we we were gonna, what names we were gonna come up with, and uh, how we were gonna, um, I don't know, It it was more so just, I guess, see what happens. We figured it out last time, so we'll figure it out again this time. And, oh, uh, the pregnancy, it was just like, were you, how were you doing pregnancy? I can't remember, were you a little more, were you sicker than last time? I was. I thought you were, yeah, you was a little bit more sick. And besides that, you, your weight was down a little bit more to, to the end, a lot more. And um, I'm trying to think, how did I feel? i was just more so anxious just i was more so curious we were gonna have honestly but it wasn't i didn't think too deep into it just more so it is what it is and i was excited then and just see what uh ready for her to be like this
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: got it got it
1: yeah. So, when you're thinking about how you prepared for the birth, was this something that you were thinking about throughout the whole pregnancy, both of you guys? Um,
2: as far as preparing for um, the her giving birth?
1: Yes, the actual birth.
2: Oh yeah, we were, um, I, wanted. I know she wanted um, um, VBAC. She was preparing, and uh, one reason why she got with you all, and um... She was really adamant. She was trying to take all the necessary steps and precautions. And uh, she was – she did her homework. And, um, yeah, just making sure as far as, like, what to, what to expect with, the uh, you know, contractions, how to deal with them, how to breathe, and, you know, all of that.
3: Because for me, it was – di- I was prepared for something I've never done before. So I felt like my second – time getting pregnant, um I was oblivious to like, okay, how how do you what is it what does contractions feel like? Because I feel like I was thrown right into um, okay, we have to hurry up and get her into an emergency C section. I had no time to actually labor with little Ali. So I really kind of went in blind. Um and I was just trusting Laurel and, you know, Jessica's advice as to how to deal with labor. Uh because for Isla. It was all so new for me. I feel like I literally, I feel like Isla was kind of like, I, you know, I was pregnant before, but I feel like with Isla, it was kind of just like a new, a new birth for me because mm-hmm. I had more resources than I did with Ali.
1: Right.
2: More
3: information. What
1: made you want to have a VBAC? Why didn't you just say, well, I've had this surgical birth, I'm going to go ahead and have it again? What made you want a
3: VBAC?
2: Then you were trying to go uh, go natural,
3: yeah, I wanted to go natural, so f- for me, I felt as though my body is supposed to do this, and i I know that I'm not supposed to feel this way, but I honestly felt that I was like less of a woman because I wasn't able to give birth vaginally, and i again, I know that's a per- that's that's a personal thing that I had to 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 get had to get over. Uh, but for me, that's how I felt because I felt like I was robbed of my true experience of becoming a mom because I had to have a C-section. Now, I understand that, you know, plenty of moms who have C-sections and have perfectly healthy babies. And, you know, I am a, a mother and, you know, you know, I, I've earned that right to say that. Um, but still, I had to battle with the fact that. Uh, I felt less than because I wasn't able to have a vaginal birth. So I really had to deal with that internally um, mm-hmm. to, to be at peace with it.
1: And you know what? That's a very common feeling that a lot of women have shared that have had um, surgical births in that they feel like they, just like, like you said, your exact words, like less of a woman. Um, and of right. course, there's, there's us that's going to tell you that's not true, right? I mean, right. it's not. It's not the only thing that makes us a woman anyway. Right. Exactly. So um but it's very common. I'm glad that you were able to share that out loud too. Uh, because someone else is hearing that, right? Someone else is thinking that or feeling that way right now today.
3: Exactly. And actually that's a, p- a big part of my of like my acceptance of this because um, you know, my second time around, I did have to have an emergency C section with Isla. Uh, so, you know, it wasn't that dream birth of, oh yeah, the first time I had an emergency C-section, but you know, that's done with, you know, I had high hopes for Isla, uh, the second round, but you know, it, it didn't, it didn't work out in my favor. But what I can say is that due to the village that I had, you know, in the journey of getting to delivery, um, and then having full autonomy to tell and and the strength to tell doctors no when I didn't feel as though um, something was right. Uh, Having that support from Ali, like literally I was in tears um, when, you know, my doctor said, well, basically tried to threaten me through fear that it, it wasn't, it wasn't my original doctor. My original doctor went on maternity leave. So, you know, I was having a great pregnancy, but I then had to switch doctors um And I had a doctor that we just we we didn't we didn't we didn't agree um on everything, and again that's another reason why I learned the power of a doula because you understand your strength and how to speak up for yourself and just because a doctor tells you something it's still okay to do your research and still trust your own intuition. Uh, and in that appointment, it was literally, it was really close to her due date, about two weeks before, so she was born, her due date was May 29th, uh, but I had Isla on June 11th, so it was about two weeks before she was due, and I was kind of being pressured by doctors, well, by my doctor saying, you know, you know, she well, she's going to lose fluid, and you could risk her passing, you know, inside of your womb lose if you, air, yeah lose air fluid. if that's fluid if you don't proceed with uh either scheduling a C section or uh what was the other uh, going into getting induced. Uh but then I had a talk, like literally Jessica asked the doctor to leave the room so that my husband and I can just talk about it. And then I just cried because I'm like, okay, I'm I'm literally making a choice of for me you know, worrying about my baby staying alive or because of my own selfish reasons of having a vaginal birth. Because at the end of the day, you know, whether C-section or vaginally, Isla would come out healthy and strong. So then I just kind of got into my feelings like, okay, am I being selfish? Because I'm waiting for the simple fact of I want to go into this naturally. Uh, but what I was proud of was that Ali and he can probably talk about this more like he he's literally he said okay you know we're just going to pause this and we'll just give you a call when we're ready and that that was like my that was just like my encouragement to to really be at peace and just make my own decisions and just leave the office knowing that i still have the power and I am making the right choice and I don't think my body is ready for labor just yet. And it was still two weeks before my even due date. And for me, you know, moving forward because we do want more children, it's like, I'm not even going to be focused on a due date anymore. Um, I'm just going to be more focused on, you know, being healthy within my pregnancy and literally just listening to my body.
0: Right. And it's important to have those moments, of pause because i feel like a lot of times you know you go into visits and there's so much information being thrown yeah. at you and you're trying to decipher okay what does this mean for right now in this moment exactly um, and do we And like what what am i what should my response be to what you're saying like do right. i have to make a decision right now Exactly. Um, so being able to have those moments of pause and i'm wondering like ali in that moment like what were your thoughts in being able to step away and kind of be like, do we have to do this right now? Like what was your your mindset in trying to shift? Um
2: He I mean, I know the doctor was like he had to say what he had to say, but I feel like he was putting a lot of his personal opinion in with that, you know, uh information. I forget what this is called. Um not warning, but just, they have, to, they have to tell you all the risk and everything, but I thought he was leaning like, yeah, usually most people would just, you know, go into a C-section, but I'm like, well, her due date isn't, or just getting there, and I know last time she was late, like, as far as she had to get induced last time after her due date was, like, uh, November 22nd or something, yeah, 21st, 22nd, and Lali came on the 27th, and she had to get induced for that, so I'm like, and, and also, I'm like, well...
3: With the same results of yeah. having Yeah. And
2: also, I'm like, so maybe... And also, I know it's, it's not completely 100% accurate of when they... Because we, we actually thought, well, it seems like doing our math, it's like you probably would be doing more in June than in May. That's what I thought. But I said, well, that's what they said. So I would say, you know, give us some more time. Because I feel like... I, I didn't feel like it was as dire as he was saying. I mean, I know he had to put that disclaimer out there, but I feel like uh-huh. he was put more so what people typically do and just thinking that she would just follow along with it.
0: Right. And, and that's just, so you say that like, yes, you know, doctors are, are there to give us and care providers are there to give us the information. But when, you know, it has to be individualized, like, let's take all the factors of what your pregnancy been, has been like, let's take all the factors of you know what your non-stress tests are telling us oh, or anything right to be able to then create a suggestion but not just putting you in a box of like well everybody else at this time frame with these things would do this um so yeah being able to take a pause to really think about that can be really helpful for sure um so with that though can you tell
3: us your birth experience from the top Absolutely. Okay. All right. You know, I'm I'm actually confident in telling this story to this is actually I'm confident in telling you all this story. Uh and actually it's my first time going into detail about it. Uh, I remember when my friends came down for Ali's 30th birthday, which was literally one week after Isla was born, and there they, they knew, you know, my whole plans of having a vaginal birth and you know, every, all the steps, all the research I was doing, I had a doula, uh, but when it came, when they visited and they asked me, Oh, how was birth? Like, we're so excited to know. I literally changed the conversation and I just said, you know, I'm not ready to talk about it, uh, right now. Uh, so this is my first time sharing it. (laughs) So thank you. (laughs) you I'm at at peace with it now. (laughs) Uh, so Literally, I went to, so again, uh, it was predicted that I was born May 29th. So I had like weekly visits, uh, May 29th up until she was born. Uh, so on June 10th, I went in, in the morning for an appointment, um, and I, I opted actually not to have the appointment the week prior uh, because after talking to Jessica and Laurel, they were like, you know, go with the flow. If you want to go into that appointment, go. But if you feel like they're just going to pressure you again, then we suggest that you kind of just opt out of it. But, you know, they always, uh, always ensured that I had a hundred percent autonomy of making that decision. Uh, so I decided not to go, uh, but I did go to an appointment the morning of the 10th uh, on, on the 10th, excuse me and uh my doctor my original doctor was black um there see i said black back (laughs) she was (laughs) back and i was excited to see her because i trusted her um so i went into that appointment and uh they checked the fluid um they put me on the monitor and you know she informed me that literally everything was great uh and she said that you know, I I was losing a little a little bit of a fluid. Um, Isla was, but she said that she you know there were no complications and baby's heartbeat were just fine everything. And I was feeling some contractions more than usual because before I literally wasn't feeling anything, uh, but I was feeling I I was feeling some strong contractions on the tenth. Uh, so I decided on that day you know after this was about two and a half weeks. So I said, you know, I feel as though my body is transitioning into labor mode. So I felt confident in my choice to go ahead and make an appointment for induction. So I made that appointment. Uh, they were waiting for me to call. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> so they said, okay, we, we know what, we don't have room, but we're going to squeeze room for you in at six 30. <laughs> so, I said, "Oh, man. Okay." So, I called, I remember Ali was with me, so I called my mom, texted a couple of friends, um, and then I thought about my first, my first and last meal of the day because I knew that you cannot eat during that long process of labor. So, my husband went to Creole Kitchen and got me my good shrimp Alfredo pasta. I did. I forgot. Yeah, you did. I guess you remember. You ate it. (laughs) Yes, that gave me heartburn, but I still wanted to eat it. And I was still. I I laid on the couch. I took a nap. Um, I was. I was waking up though because I was feeling contractions. Uh, So then I, I. It was you know I went got my son dropped off. Explained to him you know everything was going on. Um, he was excited. Oh, yeah, mommy, you're going to have the baby. I'm just like, yeah, it, you know, it's time. So I was really confident going in the hospital that, okay, hey, I'm going to be pushing Isla out because I feel a strong pain. Uh, so we, Ali and I traveled to the hospital. I delivered at OSU Wexner. Uh, uh-huh. We got checked in and everything. And uh, Jessica and Laurel, Jessica was there. She was actually in another room delivering but and then laurel was was there she was going to be she was going to be with me uh then the entire night and when I when i i didn't know what to expect because I, ne- I never had a doula before i didn't know you know what that looked like i'm like okay like i know you you know laurel was great throughout the whole process of having doctor's appointments and truly explaining everything that, that the doctor said to me in in words that i could understand Uh but i didn't know what to expect during the actual delivery process Um, But I was so thankful uh, that I did have you in that process, Laurel, because when I, so that after I got checked in, um, my contractions started to really, really come in. And and I I don't forget how many minutes they were apart, but it literally was the worst pain I have ever felt in my life. And, you know, I wish... (laughs) that I, I wish that I could say, oh, you know, it it was fine, but no, it really hurt really bad. And uh, in that process, you know, thinking back to it, I remember my little sister was in the room, Lauren, which I'm so grateful that she got to experience, uh, you know, being there. Uh, My mom was there and it was just my husband in there as well and Laurel. And uh, I remember we had doctors coming in and out I remember, you know, after I, I think I got, they finally asked me when they start the induction process. I thought that contractions hurt before, but the contractions came in 10 times stronger uh, once I was induced and I got that uh, Pitocin drip. Uh, So I had to brace myself. Uh, But I was still determined not to have. You know any drugs to help with the pain and i'm happy with my decision not to because i just want to be in my right mind and also i wanted to move how i wanted to because the minute they, they you know gave me the epidural i wouldn't be able to walk around and i did walk around a lot um i walked the hallways uh you know no. I, I used the ball yes the ball was really helpful Um, Laura gave me massages, Uh, my husband made jokes, he is the person, his his way of being romantic and helping me cope is through silly jokes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That makes me want to hit him upside the head, (laughs) but but it worked. Uh, So then I got to the point though, when I literally had to decide like, this is too much for me. Uh, the, The pain was truly unbearable and every moment that the doctor came in to check me um it felt
2: it, i wasn't
3: I, yeah I stop progressing um i wasn't i wasn't making any progress and it and i had so much pain that it felt like i was just ready to push and i was just and i would i remember just thinking like wow like i have to, this i have to see some light here because i'm in so much pain um
2: after so long it's like the baby does start to want to do in the water
3: and after first yeah after first after so long of you know no progression uh isla she she started to to lose oxygen and you know the doctor informed me hey we can we're, we're you can try to wait this out but literally i i she went in broke my water no progression um So she, you know, she said, just for the safety of Isla, you know, I think that we need to go for an emergency C-section. And then that's when literally I was going through so much pain. I had the oxygen mask. I even, I was going through a lot of pain, but I even opted out. I didn't want to opt I said, just give me the oxygen mask and give me some, just something to cope with this. And I would be okay with that. But they had to keep turning me around and keep changing my position um, so yeah, the doctor came in and said, Hey, you know, you're not making any progress. We've been here for about how many hours was it at that point? It was the next day. The next day. We got there at six thirty. It was the next day about four o'clock in the morning. And yeah, it was four o'clock in the morning and they're just like, look, we're not making any progress uh so she said you need to make a decision now you haven't had an epidural um you know if you choose to progress and we have to put you in emergency c-section that means we'll have to put you to sleep and you won't be able to actually see your baby being born uh so she left me with that um and then that's when i had to i I cried uh and that's when i had to have that's when laura had a just a, a very oh, yeah. I remember this conversation and you were telling me like it's okay like that's all you had to say like you were just like it's okay like I remember you rubbing my back and you were like it's okay like you have proved yourself like you you've done enough like it's okay to just let this be you listened to your body. You took all of the steps. You proved that you know you were empowered throughout this whole process. Now is the time to just bring out a healthy baby. And for me, it wasn't the doctors. Um, it was, and then, and then after that, Ali was like, you know, literally, I'm in agreement. I think that is time. Like you, you've been strong throughout this process. We need to go ahead and have, and go ahead and have her. Um, and having this emergency c-section does not make this moment any less special and hearing that from both of them that just gave me confirmation that okay i'm enough it's time to just go in and have this have have the c-section and just be at peace with it so um, i'm gonna start crying again <laughs> but <laughs> they so then say they because <laughs> I remember like and I don't and I and, and until this day like I don't think like I, I like I don't I, I don't think I, I was able to share with you like how meaningful that was like that pat on the back just saying like it's okay like you you did it you did enough. I needed to hear that in that moment. Um because I, I wasn't okay with it. I was just like, man, I failed because I'm a big goal person. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. even things that I can't control, mm-hmm. I feel as though, man, this was not supposed to work like this. I wanted to control this and I wasn't able to. Uh, so, but again, I, God works and everything's just fine. So I got rushed back into the room. Um, Ali put on his scrubs. I'm panicking because I don't like surgery at all. So I'm just mentally, I literally asked this doctor a million times, I said, I think I can feel this. I think I can feel it. And she's like, no, she's like, these are medical grade, <laughs> like, you don't feel it. I said, yes, I can. not I feel it. I feel it. I can't. No, you can't. So I'm finally relaxed, I'm sweating bullets. Uh, and. Literally, if they said how long did it take to me, it to only me, felt it, like
2: 10 minutes. To me, it felt well. I was waiting for, I was waiting for a while because they had to do everything, and then oh, yeah, get everything cleaned and
3: sterilized. How I guess I
2: had to do all that, and then I think I forget they started you was in there, but when they brought me in there. I guess that they was in the process of it. Okay,
3: you know it felt so short to me. I don't know because I was medicated, but it felt so <laughs> short, and and this is the moment like I remember this moment because just so vividly uh because uh we did not find out the gender of isla at all we waited uh to find out for for reasons uh we just wanted to be surprised uh and i'm just so happy that we did wait so literally they got isla out and they sounded, "It's a girl!" And we both looked at because I, Ali, well, they, they asked me, oh, "What no.
2: is it?" Yeah, they asked me because Ali, you cut the
3: book before, right? Uh, I think I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you cut it. And I was
2: like, "What is it?" And I was look. I was like, "Like, oh, it's a girl!" Because I, I just I your boy, and I was looking like, "Where is?" Where is
0: he? it's doesn't
1: have a penis, he, right? <laughs> I'm like,
3: "It's a it's a girl?" He said it like you were confused. Yeah, I was. I was. Like, "It's a girl?" And I'm like, "What you mean? Is it a girl or a boy?" <laughs> So, and we're like, I was like, and I'm like, what does she look like? Does she, like, does she look like little Ali? Like, I was just like, oh my gosh. And I just started crying. And then I literally forgot everything. Like nothing else mattered to me at that moment, except for having a healthy baby girl. And I too was in shock because I know that we waited, but I, if you, if you, if you forced me to make a bet, I would have told you that I was having a boy. So. <laughs> I was very surprised, but I was so thankful, and now she's here. Yes, nine yes. months. <laughs>
0: oh, the first thing that I want to say is, I'm going to start from the beginning. You, you mentioning that you finally were at peace enough to share your story, Yes. and I think that's really important for people. To think about because you have, you know, after you have your baby, you have people who want to know, like, how did it go? How did it, how was it? And, like, we can give them the blanket answers, but I, I do, whether it's exactly what you thought it was going to be or whether it's completely different from what you thought it was going to be, there's a lot that happens exactly. during a birth to you, to your yeah. family. And so, being able to take the time to process through all of that to share it, to then be able to share it from, um, from a point of peace to either yeah. process it, um, heal from it, or encourage others. It has to come when you're ready. Yeah. Um, I think that's really, right. really important to for people to think about, you know, after they have their babies. Like, you don't have to tell everybody what, what right. happened.
1: Exactly. Right. You're not ready. And that right and even to add to that that birth is not linear like there's this chronological order that we feel like the day went into mm-hmm. but the actual process has so many ups and downs and twists yep. and turns and it's all happening right yep, yep. <laughs> and that's then the so s- true
3: it's definitely second? not linear so no many. <laughs> <laughs> it is <So> not. Many. <laughs> Um, the other i'm like man like oh things are coming back to me like oh i remember this and yeah
1: yeah um
0: and then the second thing i want to say is i'm just still in awe of you um and i think i said that that day but like hearing you talk about it and, and working through that like you really worked your butt off um from the beginning of just like this is how i how i want this pregnancy to go this is the the type of people I want on my birth team um, and just the, the emotional and mental work that you did to prep yourself for that experience. And then just through the process, like, you know, we try to tell people, you know, when you go on to spontaneous labor, when you have an induction, they are two different <laughs> types of experiences. <laughs> um, you know, when you go on to spontaneous labor, it's your body is, is naturally producing the hormones for that to happen. And I think with induction, you know, we're, we're, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, tricking the body into doing something. And so um, your body's response to that can be a lot more powerful or different. Um, And so, but watching you, you work through that is beautiful. And hearing you talk about the moment when we were like, you are like, you did this. Right. You're doing it now, even though it's not going exactly right. how you want it, it doesn't take away from anything that you've done for this experience. It's just right. like that just brings so much joy to my heart because like that's what you want as a doula yeah. is for yeah. your your families to feel um, empowered through their experience. Yes. Yes.
3: So
1: that's certainly the way.
3: I, I do still. Yes, <laughs> even moving forward. Like I know we want maybe a, we want a gang of four or five. Hi.
1: I'm, I'm,
3: I'm going to have. I remember someone asked me like, oh, so you know, having a doula was you know, was that a one time thing or is that something that you would be consistent with? And I'm like, you know, I want every pregnancy, uh, you know, and you know, next time I'm I'm still going to shoot. For, I'm healthy, so I, I'm going to shoot for you back again. But now. I'm okay if that does not happen. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I'm still gonna try again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm so happy.
0: (laughs) I'm so happy. Um, I do have a question for Ali. Um, I'm thinking about, you know, you, you, Anique said, you felt like it was seconds after you got wheeled back and then Isla was here, but it was actually like, I mean, when I left, so I I was not able to go back into the um, mm-hmm. surgical room. From the time I left to when Ali finally came back, it was about forty five
2: minutes. Yeah, it was like, a really? while. Wow. Yeah, this was forever. I'm like, really? um, to me. Yeah, I, it was like, shit, I don't know. It was a while because it, it was it was it was it was a good amount of time. I thought it was maybe longer than that because I was like felt like I was sitting out there for like a half hour, maybe it wasn't that long, but it felt like it and then I went back there and did all the stuff it took like probably like ten minutes for them to get her out of out and yeah. stuff and then came back and yeah, so it was it was it was it was longer than a few than a couple minutes
0: yeah, so my question is Ali, can you kind of um tell us what the experience was for you for you from the time? She that they were, they were like, okay, we're doing an emergency c section now, put on yeah. your clothes. Can you kind of explain right, what that go. process <laughs> is? <laughs> I,
2: <would've>, I was <laughs> I just um, sitting here and I'm thinking, like, okay, because last time I don't think it was that long. I so, said, you know, I think like five minutes. They just got to like put it back there and get everything together. I'm thinking, okay, yeah. five minutes or so. I'm looking at the phone like, dang, okay, still, all right, still. I'm just like, man, It was. I know it was at least 15 minutes. And then they said, okay, now, now you can go back. And then when they were when I back there, it was still, um, you know, because they're doing their, their, their talking and stuff, and I'm behind the curtain. No, 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 I actually got to see a little bit that time, I think. A little bit. I forget. I forget. I know with Lo they had the they had the curtain all the way up. But this time, it was I was just in the back. But yeah, and I was just like, wow, they're really like, you know, it's really a surgery, and it's um
1: yeah,
2: and it was ta- It's like it, 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 you wouldn't think, okay, you make the cut and boom, and then the baby comes out. But it was like. I guess a lot more. It was. I mean, it's basically that, but it still is like a lot more to it yeah. than that. I'm like, "Hey, what the baby at!" Like, it should be right there. i It should be right there. <laughs> but and then uh, they finally start getting the baby out, and it, was like, and it was just like, "Wow, that's the baby is out in the world now," and they were just like, and I was, it was just. I guess it was just like kind of surreal, but I was just like. Wow, they're here now. So, and that the whole—I don't know—it was—it was long. It was long to me, but it was like the relief, like everything's okay. And then make sure everything was okay with Anik and stuff. Um, but they said everything was fine. So yeah, I was just my concern because you know when the stuff is deep and like dude, dude, and all this stuff, they're like, oh, she all right? just everything? But it's all part of the procedure, I guess. Right. I mean, it's always serious. Every every surgery is serious. So it's like I think sometimes people just think they hear you know C-section so much they just yeah. think oh yeah it means something just quick and boom but it's like it's still a surgery. So I was like I was still you know concerned for Anik and uh and the baby but uh, both were fine. So it was yeah.
0: Yeah, and you and you're right. Like we we. I don't think many people um, really, like, think about, you know, yes, you you um, do an incision to um, open up to get to the pubic bone, but then you also have to, you know, cut through muscles. Um, yeah. You have to cut through um, the uterus. So you're, like, it's a major, like you said, it yeah. is a major surgery. Um, yeah. So... I, I, do, I don't think we, we go into, because most people are expecting to have a vaginal birth. So there's exactly. not a lot of conversation around what exactly um, a surgical birth might look like or entail until it becomes that situation. And I know we had talked a little bit before about, okay, if we do have to go down this route, what would that look like? Right. Um, but for most people, like it doesn't come up until it comes up.
1: Exactly. You know?
0: um, but then I'm I'm thinking about you said after it was over. I know I I did get to wait um, in the room still. And when you came in and your shock of like you know you were like it's a girl, because <laughs> you were so um, like no it's gonna be a boy whatever. So mm-hmm. it's funny to hear Anique um, describe like your face of like shock of like wait what? <laughs> yeah, I
3: feel like a, it's a girl. right? He said it really uns- the confused <laughs> girl. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys sure? <laughs> right.
1: Oh, that's funny. So um just thinking about what your postpartum um experience was like um either immediately while still in the hospital, but then also when you got home and how that was different from the first time.
3: Absolutely. Uh so this uh, first time oh. around having little Ali. uh, uh, uh. It was more so, but yeah, but little while in postpartum. Uh, I had the baby, I had the baby blues. It was my first time experiencing that. So I didn't know what it was. I just felt like I would just cry out of nowhere, like in the shower. Uh, I didn't really want to, like I read all the information that the doctor had gave to me. Like, you know, you may feel feelings like this. It's, you know, it's just your hormones settling. Uh, but I didn't know what any of that felt like or what to look forward to. Uh, But I did feel like a sense of just sadness and I wanted it to go away (laughs) because I'm not a, I'm just like, okay, this is not neat. I I need this to go away. Uh, And it eventually went away um, and I felt fine. Uh, But I knew it was a place I wanted to be because it felt like sadness and I'm just like, this is not who I am. Um, And then... But I also just was so focused on, you know, graduating, being a graduating senior. And I literally, I only had three weeks uh, with little Ali because I, I, we, Ali and I both were in our okay. senior year. So we both had to go right back to classes after winter break and I had to start student teaching. So I had no time to, to really just kind of be in my feelings. I literally had to mm-hmm. keep it moving. Uh, but with Isla, I felt a lot more structured. Uh, because Ali and I were were more more settled um, you know than we've ever been Uh, and kind of we we really prepared for for this moment Uh, you know had everything the house was clean everything's just you know just how I wanted it. I'm I'm a neat freak so I like things to be in order so everything was you know felt structured Um, but I was still worried about feeling that same deep sadness after Isla. And I remember just preparing for it. I wanted, and the reason why I wanted everything to be perfect is because I knew the things that, you know, that I didn't like would kind of trigger that sadness for me. So uh I remember being in the hospital and I just wanted to see some light. Like it felt like we were in a dungeon. And our part of the hospital, when you looked out, it was no windows. The office was closed, remember? It was no, yeah. it was no light, no windows. Uh, so I was just like eager to leave. I was just like, I'm ready to go. And you know, with the C-section, you have to be there a little bit longer uh, than having a vaginal birth. Um, so I was ready to go home. And then when I got home, um, I, I was fine. Uh, I remember I cried once out of nowhere and i was just like okay i know what this is this is just me getting to to my new normal uh but what i found actually my biggest thing was really kind of just balancing being like being being parents of two uh but what i was very and and i think that's something that people don't talk about um so you know i got past the baby blues i, I didn't really have it like i had it with little ali uh but it was really just balancing in my giving enough attention to both little Ali and you know, making sure that Isla has her all her ne- her needs. And something that was easier though for me though was the whole nursing journey. With little Ali, I struggled, but I did not give up. Uh but with Isla, everything just came so naturally. I don't know what it is about ha- maybe having a second baby where your just milk supply is in, but everything was rocking and rolling. And I was so blessed for that. And just having Ali to be able to just take um, little Ali out to play, you know, that gave me, you know, peace of mind. But still, I was just worrying about, okay, is he having enough attention? You know, does he feel like dad is more? That, like he is he can is, is he like oh well my best friend is daddy now because mommy's always with the baby? So it was a lot of things yeah. I thought about uh, that I think that you know people really don't talk about when you become. A, a parent of multiple um you know it's kind of like oh well they get it you know they've had they have kids they're fine uh but people don't you know address that topic of how to make your family complete and how to make everyone feel like they're involved and uh, that that was huge for me
0: yeah that is um that's a tough one i think you know you're you're losing the relationship with your firstborn Yeah, you had and and, right. and coming to grips with like, it's really going to be different now. Yeah. You're not my, I cannot give you my soul attention all exactly. the time. Um, exactly. Where like, you know, y'all was attached to my hip. Right. <laughs> and not then, yes. And they have, to, I think that they have to process through that too. Like, yeah. oh, wait. There's That's another sure. human here. Yeah, I'm excited, but wait.
1: <laughs> right. There's um, a grieving process in it, right? Yes,
3: for yeah. sure. And I, yeah, and also what this second birth taught me was that, and going back to postpartum and just being at home, is that it's okay to admit when you need help, um, and you you have to just let go of, all of your perfection and how you want things done. And it's okay not to have structure for a little bit. And I struggle with that because uh, my mom was like, you know, just it's summertime. Like, let Ali come to our house. Like, they're up in Cleveland. And just let Ali come to our house for like one or two weeks, maybe a month. So just you and Ali can bond with Isla and just, you know, figure things out, you know, and just be with her at this time. Um, and for me, I was just like, do you want me to just send my, I'm like, I care about what he eats and I don't want him eating all a whole bunch of snacks. So I'm just like, what is he going to eat? Uh, what is he going to do? Are you going to pay full attention to him? Don't take him swimming because he only can swim with me. So. <laughs> So I, had, I was just like, you know what, I Anik, mean, you need to say a prayer and send him packing. So his godmother came and picked him up, and they were gone. And I, ne- I never knew I needed some peace like that. And I think that it's okay to just really admit when you need help in postpartum, and to really accept the help that does come to you that you didn't even ask for. Like my husband's family was truly heroes during this whole postpartum journey they brought over food. his aunt brought over food every single day uh she came over with taco night uh so his aunt literally brought his birthday was a week later he she brought over cards uh for for kids i wouldn't forget birthdays uh like and it's just like wow like i didn't expect any of that but that meant a lot to me because uh, I and now you know, as a mom, you know, having two children now, like none of my friends have children, so just they weren't able to relate. Um, but now I'm just like, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be that person uh, for other women and my friends, you know, after birth, and to to really just you know whether it's a a, a card or food for their family, I want to make sure that they're comfortable uh, because there's so many things that we don't think you know we need until we're actually in that moment and we're like, wow, you know, I can't get up right now. I can't walk down the stairs. We our, our house is is two levels. Like I I couldn't walk down the stairs. I was stuck in, you know, in the bedroom. Um, Ali, you know, was doing everything that he could to make me feel comfortable. But, you know, there were times that, You know, we needed food, and we didn't have to think about it because his aunt made sure that we were comfortable. So I just want to be that to other women because I understand how important that is to have people who care about you and to just just worry about the small things that you may have overlooked. Yeah.
0: I, um... I wanted to, I know I keep being like Ali. I wanted to specifically ask Ali about his postpartum experience the second time around. How Um, was it for you the second time around with postpartum?
2: At first, I was thinking like, you know, it's like, I was like, how did we deal with little Ali? Because a baby, a new baby is like, it's, you know, fragile. You're nervous and stuff. like. And I would see before and I will see other newer babies, it's like, dang, I got to be all careful. I'm like, I don't remember being like that with him, but it's just, I mean, I think it just takes a little bit to get to realize, you know, it, I don't know. It's, it, take, it takes a while to get used to them. And after a while, it was just like, it was like, it just, I guess I just picked up on everything. It wasn't that, it wasn't what I, it could have been as far as just difficulty and how we going to do this, how we going to do that. It was just, we kind of just picked it up. And I feel like people uh, shouldn't, I mean, we didn't have any, basically we just had to go with the flow. It wasn't, we didn't have to overthink anything. And I feel like if you can help it, don't overthink every everything. Of course you want to plan things out to be prepared for stuff, but don't over, don't stress don't overstress. Especially if you don't if you don't need to. There's no reason to because everything I felt everything was pretty was pretty smooth. We were still doing two good eats. We were still going to uh doing our markets and we didn't really miss a beat on anything. So I, I think the postpartum was was pretty smooth. I know she she had difficulties at first uh um it really wasn't that long, what a, a a week or so. You was back out and about. Uh, it was a little bit
1: longer,
3: like, like two weeks.
2: Two. I feel like it, I was, think, it was about two weeks. Well, yeah, because we had we had we had somebody work, and then I think I may have did one a market. But yeah, it was. I know by July. Yeah, I know definitely, but by July you were back out and stuff. I mean, you were still out then, but it's just as far as um. Like I said, it's a serious surgery when somebody has a, so, um, make sure she didn't like injure tear anything, but I think it was, it was relatively, uh, relatively smooth. The postpartum, everything postpartum from my perspective,
0: (laughs) um, I do like how you you said kind of going with the flow, um, things are going to shift and change and we do not have any control over that
3: (laughs) exactly and that's that's something that i i I come to terms with and i think that's why ali and i work because i'm so i can be rigid sometimes like i want things to go this way i want things to go that way and ali is really go with the flow like like he just people just come up and talk to him he just super go with the flow and i'm not so, having his calmness when I think I'm supposed to panic, it can either do one or two things. One, I'm like, why aren't you panicking? <laughs> or it's, no, I I need to relax. And it's more so, his personality is, to me is, I think you need to relax. So, that has helped me along the way, especially with, with Isla. Uh and I feel as though before, because uh, we, we weren't, of course, we weren't married. We were right out of grad school, so we, I mean, undergrad. So we weren't married with little uh-huh. Ali. Um, but we, uh-huh. you know, got married in 2017. Uh-huh. So we're married now. So, like, I'm definitely more trusting of the things that he says uh-huh. now. Uh, so, like, when he tells me, like, okay, you, you need to probably chill and just laugh it out or something, I, I'm, I'm going to listen now because I'm just like, okay, well, we've been together this long. We're fine. I need to relax. So. He's been a great help in helping me to calm down. Oh, <laughs> shit.
1: <laughs> well, as you guys talk about the market, um, can you explain to our audience what exactly that is for you?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So you want to... So. so yes, uh, Two Good Eats. We is a gourmet frozen pop company. So we are... Our mission is to change the way families choose healthy uh, by providing mindfully nutritious and delicious frozen pops uh, that really uh, help families to make healthier choices. Uh, so in the summertime, we do a lot of farmers markets and festivals where we set up shop um, all around the di- all around the community and different places in Columbus uh, to sell our frozen pops uh, and we also sell at uh, local grocery stores and online as well uh but our our whole purpose is to truly just provide a better for you option uh than what's already out there uh so yeah Isla she her first market was Clintonville Farmers Market and I baby wore her and we were slinging pops <laughs> and it was it was a great day and actually, you know, doing the things that I love, like I, I'm so in love with our, our business passion. Uh, I leave makes all the pops, but I'm so in love with our business passion that, you know, doing that, it really helped with my, my healing and my postpartum too, because I felt as though I felt more empowered uh, as a business owner and as a mom. Because I'm like, you know, yeah, we, we have to do what we have to do. You know, this we're passionate about this business. It, it still has to run. Uh, you know, if, if people call off, we still have to show up. Uh, we still have to deliver on our promises. Uh, so, you know, that just that was motivating too. you know, just having two kids and, and still keeping up with our business. So that was also empowering throughout the whole process, too.
0: And I want to just comment on how small the world is. The I met Anik for the first time. I don't even know if you remember this at the oh i don't remember the name of babies baby. and bumps babies and bumps yeah baby expo yeah had one of her pops delicious but then it was also the first time that i ever met danielle so
3: really? now yeah. look at this world yeah. <laughs> yeah babies and bumps i remember that yep I think that was like that the, was
2: at the one spot. Yeah, that was like was the a,
3: first uh, year we were at, because we, our company is four years uh, old now. We had a
2: different baby. Yeah, that oh, was the first.
3: Then, yeah, because oh you were at Cleanville. I now. bought some
1: pops. I bought a pop that day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, and you guys are, yeah, and I, I do remember. Yep. yep. So,
0: small world. Exactly. Um, Is there anything else that um, either of you want to share with our listeners, whether it's from your birth, um, your postpartum journey? just in general from being parents or being business owners, anything else you want to leave them with?
3: Yes. And I'm just going to kind of tie it into both, Uh, you know, Uh through our experiences, Uh experience as, you know, becoming parents uh, and taking literally starting a a company from the ground up, uh, you know, watching it grow. I think for me, and I think Ali can will probably agree to this too is to really
1: uh,
3: hmm, don't be afraid to don't be afraid to to literally take a leap
1: of faith uh,
3: and I say that because you know having little Ali. Having little Ali, we did not expect that, you know, as young as we were, you know, in in undergrad. And to now, I didn't expect to quit teaching (laughs) to pursue, you know, an MBA, uh, you know, when teaching is, uh, you know, a secure path. Um, And then now, you know my husband never ex- expected that you know he would you know stop you know not lose not not do environmental engineering and, and seriously just focus on two good eats and all of that required inches of inches of taking jumps and leaps and, and and being okay to 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 go down a different path other than what we you know wrote down or what we talked about, and I really feel as though you know our biggest blessings are truly on the other side of just being at peace where where you are, and really being okay with taking that leap of faith, uh, because things you know things that aren't always easy, they aren't always going to be easy, but you have to truly think about the bigger picture and understand that you know, it's okay to to let life run its course uh, and, and truly trust where God is going to lead you. And for me, that's been big right now, just being okay with taking leaps of faith. And just because, you know, when we were 22, we said our life was going to look like this, but really now we're, have, we're a family of four <laughs> and, you know, we both are not, working in any of the the majors that that we set out to but we are actually reaping you know just a greater outlook on life uh i think is empowering and then i think our children it's something that we can teach our children too that it's okay to to have to follow a different path
0: yes received Mm -hmm. right (laughs) received Uh, thank you well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Birth Stories in Color. To hear this show and other episodes, head to
1: birthstoriesincolor.com.